Hello and welcome back to the Get House podcast brought to you by GetHouseSurvey.ie. I'm your host Noel and in this episode I chat with Chrissy Hughes who recently purchased in Cabra, but before that had spent several years on the house buying journey, all the while dealing with banks, savings, solicitors and a full year being on sale agreed before finally getting the keys. Chrissy found the entire process, or lack of a process, so frustrating that she started the First Time Buyers Ireland Facebook group. This is a place where people can go, ask questions and get advice from people on the journey themselves or who have recently completed it. Today, the Facebook group is a thriving community of over 6,000 members and has helped countless people navigate the house buying journey, get out the other side and into their dream homes. You're going to love hearing Chrissy's story, so sit back, relax and let's get into it. So Chrissy, uh, welcome to the Get House podcast. Thanks for joining us. No problem, Noel. Thanks for having me. Delighted to be here. Great. So um, I think I'll start off by asking the same question I ask all our guests, and that's just to tell uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Yeah. Uh, so my name is Chrissy. Um, I'm originally from Dublin, and I just bought my first house back in 2017. Not just bought. <laughs> um, in Cabra in Dublin 7. Um, and I'm a community manager uh, for a small company and freelance the rest of the time. Uh, so you mentioned that you recently bought in the last few years, and that's really what we kind of want to chat to you about today. Um, and uh, I, I suppose to, it would be great if you could tell us a bit about that journey. So, you know, when did you decide that you wanted to actually buy and uh, how did you just kick off the whole process? Yeah, so we spent um, a lot of years renting in Dublin, and I think anyone who knows what renting in Dublin is like can understand how it's not really stable we had a few issues you know where we were kicked out before our lease was meant to end um we kind of just really wanted a stable house in the long term um so we decided that the best option would be to start looking at buying a house which is also really hard to save a deposit um uh, so we were lucky enough to be able to move into my family home and be able to save for a few years um, and I know not everyone's lucky to be in that position. Um, so I'm really grateful for that. Um, so, yeah, that's how we decided to, you know, start looking at buying and make that plan. So, so you, you've moved into the family home. That's kind of like our own, our own story. We lived with, uh, well, my in-laws for a year. Uh, that, 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 as you said, it's, uh, it's, we're, we're also grateful that we, we kind of had that chance. It makes it a lot easier. And for us, the saving to get over the line that was kind of the key thing that let us do it or, or get the last part of the saving done yeah. within the year um and w- when you uh when you started this journey you mentioned that you were you were able to live at home for a few years so how many how many years were you were you saving for and trying to get everything together to to get the uh the application i suppose ready yeah so we kind of we rented we moved back into the family home and then we rented again and then we moved back into the family home um, and we just realized at that stage you know it was better to stay in the family home and be able to save if we could Um, so that's what we did Um, we applied for a mortgage and actually got rejected the first time just because we had no idea what we were doing what we had to (laughs) do I think we were just like applying to see what what the process was what what you had to do because it was really hard to find information Um, so we got rejected first time and that was a big blow um, but we sat down with the mortgage advisor and she yeah. told us exactly what we had to do to, to get approved next time. So we spent the next right. six months really buckling down, um, adding to the savings we had and just, you know, not going out to restaurants and like, yeah, you yeah. know, buckling down and getting on with it. Um, 
that's it's just kind of doing what you kind of had to do to 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 get under to to get your finances in the right order. Yeah. Um. And then wh- how long into the process uh, were, were you uh, at before you started going and looking at properties, or did you, you start doing that early on? So we started doing that early on just because we didn't know what we would be able to afford and where we'd be able to afford. So we kind of wanted to look around a few areas that we had in mind and see what was out there. Um, Obviously, we were never going to get our dream home at this stage, but we wanted to see like what would be in our budget and get a good idea before we actually, you know, got fully approved. Mm. Um, And we found that really helpful as well when we had our AIP and then we knew what areas we definitely wanted to look at and what kind of house and what would be realistic at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. So you, you were able to get the approval in principle. That kind of gave you the, the guiding or the, at least the range you were able to look at and then and then get out uh, looking at houses. And when you, because this is a, a question I see online quite a bit, uh, especially when people are going out and looking at houses and, you know, the idea that they had of, their dream house at the start might change throughout this journey Mm -hmm. but how many houses did you look at before you found the one that you thought okay this is the one uh we're going to go for um so i guess we looked at 20 plus houses but um it wasn't really finding the one we were kind of limited in the amount we were approved for so the houses that we would be able to afford had to be like renovated basically so Um, the house that we went for in the end was a complete uh, doer-upper. There was a leak in the attic that came through the whole house. So the whole house was completely damp and put a lot of people off that had come to see it. Um, But but we decided to get a surveyor out just to see if it was, like if the damage was really bad or if it was something we could work with. It turned out it was just surface damp and it was easily, you know, fixed with plastering and stuff. So, okay. yeah, that's the house we went for and we were able to put our own stamp on it. The garden was quite big. So in a sense, we were lucky that other people were put off, um, yeah. which is interesting. But um, yeah, we we did look for a long time and we were limited in our options. Okay, that's uh, quite interesting. So the, the last podcast episode I'd done, I spoke to an estate agent and one of the piece of advice he, he gave was, I suppose, when you go into a house and there's something wrong with it, don't dismiss it straight away. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. that's something wrong might put off a lot of other people, which means that it might be easier for you to get it. And it sounds like that's what happened. This, the, the initial, well, the first damp issue you've seen put off a lot of people. And so once you were able to establish that it, there was no structural, st- serious structural damage done, you were able to uh, say, okay, we can go for this and fix up the, as you said, the plastering and so on. Yeah. Uh, so like the house, the the cost of it was low because of the damage that was inside and how it looked yeah. and stuff. Um, so we just decided the location was great, Dublin 7, Cabra. We worked here in a little fruit and veg shop down the road for a few nice. years beforehand. So we knew the area really well. There's such yeah. a great sense of community around here. Everyone is lovely. Phoenix Park is down the road. Both yeah. of our jobs are nearby. So we took the risk and like we love this house and I don't see us moving for a long time. Uh, so it's paid off in the end yeah and, and then when you look back over this journey uh so from initially being declined and then buckling down moving back in with the family and saving and then going out looking at properties uh and then and then having to go through uh you know getting the initial work done to fix the to fix the issues at the start what i suppose of all of that is your was your was your the favorite part of the process so what parts did you did you enjoy 
Um, I enjoyed getting the approval at the start and like just reaching that goal was really big for us after yeah. having been rejected the first time um, and just realizing that we were a step closer to getting our, our home, like our forever home. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed looking at houses and kind of seeing how the process works from the estate agent side and just all the different little bits like you know the solicitors there's two sides of the solicitors the seller and the the buyers yeah um there's the there's the banks <laughs> if you're going with a broker there's the brokers and then there's the insurance side so I just found it all very fascinating because it was yeah. just a whole that I didn't know you know existed until I started the process yeah and then it's so it sounds like you really embraced the whole process and enjoyed learning about it learning about it but what were the parts that you found most stressful because we know as you described there's a lot of parts to it and people when they start out on this journey like yourselves didn't really know what to expect mm-hmm. and when you don't know what to expect and all of a sudden you have to get 20 pieces of documentation together whether it's find a solicitor and you didn't realize you needed a solicitor uh, what do you think was the most stressful part for you uh, what, what was the part that was toughest for you to deal with um, so I found the whole process quite stressful from the start the bank had a problem with the kind of photos of the house so they didn't see the house they just saw the photos of the, oh, the damage okay. the damp and everything um, so they were adamant that we got quotes from builders and stuff which was quite hard to find a builder to come and quote without yeah. having to pay money to do that um, so that was kind of a situation that we didn't really have anyone else to get advice from because no one else we knew was in that position okay. Um so the bank had a list of things that they wanted done. Uh, there was no garden wall in the back garden, like the garden's 90 foot long and there was no wall or fence. And that was a requirement they had. So they had like a list okay. of like r- some requirements that um, we had to to abide by. Um, and then the solicitor on the other side, the seller solicitor um, was very, very slow. The wholesale took over a year. The house is vacant. Oh my God. So... And the damp was still there. So we just wanted to get in and get it, you know, done up. But yeah. she she just took so long to even send the contracts. Um, our solicitor told us to drop out, but we, we couldn't afford anywhere else in this area. And we really wanted to live here and we really wanted this house. So we stuck with it. And eventually, just one day after a year, she sent over the contracts. And then from that moment, it was, it was really quick. But yeah. I just found there wasn't many people to talk to throughout the whole process. Um, which I'm sure a lot of other people find as well. You yeah. went through it yourself. Yeah, and I ours took around six months, and I thought we were. I thought that was long <laughs> for us. I found that stressful. But a year that that's uh, that's a that's a different uh, level altogether. And you yeah, I want to say that's that's very rare. It was just like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't happen a lot. So. It was in your, just just your particular case with your circumstances. And you mentioned something quite interesting there, uh, which I I think this is quite a brave move. So your solicitor actually advised at one one stage to drop out of the sale, but you just persevered. Yeah, because he was constantly trying to get communication from the seller solicitor and he he just Mm -hmm. wasn't getting anywhere. And he was like, I think it's time to just, you know, maybe look at other places or move on. But, you know, there was nothing else we could afford. So, yeah. We kind of have to stick with it and it was worth it in the end so yeah yeah so uh, it's 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 quite it's quite interesting because some people just they will just rely entirely on their solicitor's advice or you know their more their uh, broker's advice or or, or or whomever uh but it's just interesting to hear that even with that advice you just knew okay now this is what we need to go for uh, yeah. th- this is what we've got to do and you just pressed on uh and as you said it's all worth it in the end yeah well uh, yeah. like in our opinion we could have built on our savings during that time and, mm. you know, 
if nothing was going to happen after the year, we'd have more savings to, you know, go back and apply again and see if we could get approved for more. So either way, like, yeah, we had a plan. And then now I know after you got the keys, there was a lot of uh, obviously a lot of work that you still had to do. But tell me about the day you got the keys in your hand and you went and opened the door yourself. How did that day go? It was amazing. At that stage, we were so exhausted from like wondering if the whole fail was actually going to happen in the end, that it was just like it felt so surreal to actually get the keys from the estate agent and open the door ourselves for the first time. Yeah. Um, and obviously, like we came the house is fully damp, but we looked at it and we were like, this is ours now. <laughs> and it just felt so nice after so long of trying and saving and the whole process itself. It just felt so good to to finally have a home and not have to rent ever again. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the big thing. And I, I think we had kind of a similar feeling. So we, our house needed a little bit of work when we moved in. So we didn't move in for I think it was close to two months, uh, maybe, maybe six six weeks to two months thereabouts before we moved in. Yeah. But it was the same thing. Once we had the keys and once I was inside. So I was in work when my wife got the keys and uh, I left work a little bit early and rushed home and we went in and just standing there uh, inside yeah. your house and you knew, okay, we've got the keys. All I have to do for the next, oh, in our case, it's 35 years is just... Yeah pay the mortgage every month and we have we never have to rent again we never have to worry about that we never have to worry about being uh getting an eviction notice or anything like that if if the set if the renter or sorry if the landlord wanted to sell up or anything like that yeah. that was never going to be a worry again and what i think is ridiculous is like at the time when we were applying rent wasn't taken into consideration when you were applying for a mortgage and rent is so much more expensive than a mortgage here which is yeah. crazy to me <laughs> Yeah, we're the exact in our in our state here. It's the exact same. So houses the exact same as ours. Rent for about five hundred euro a month now, more than what our mortgage costs. That's so insane. it's yeah, it's a it's a bit of a crazy uh, circumstance. Yeah, I actually I got into politics after well a bit before the process because I was just so angry at the system, the like rental system, the buying system, and just how crazy it seems to be in Ireland compared to to other countries. Yeah, and um, that was going to kind of lead lead me onto the next part of the conversation. So you obviously found you found the entire process like a lot of people. You found lots of different parts of it stressful and long. And in some parts, you, you mentioned that you didn't know anybody who were going, who was going through the same situation. So there wasn't even anybody to ask for advice. Uh, and on the back of this, you spun up uh, on Facebook the First Time Buyers Ireland Facebook group. So tell me a bit about that. How did that come about? So I started the group uh, when I was going through the process um, because I found it really hard to find anywhere where I could ask questions to other people going through the process. Um, when you Google the questions, you kind of get a lot more professional answers. And that's not what I was looking for, because sometimes a really like niche question comes to mind or something happens throughout the process that you, you just want to turn around and be able to ask someone the answer or to see if they've been through it before. Yeah. Um, so I decided to set up a Facebook group. Um, it was very small for the first year or two. Um, and then after the second year, it started to grow and more and more people joined and just started posting their experiences, their questions. Um, the moment they got their keys, which I love. Yeah. Um, and then they stayed on to share their journeys with other people that had questions, which is mad to me. Like I'm, I'm still shocked at how much it's grown, but um yeah, I, I set it up to be able to help other people go through that, be able to ask those questions when they needed to. 
Yeah, and the reason, and just uh, for for people listening, this is the reason I actually reached out to yourself. A friend of mine uh, recommended this Facebook group to me that I go and have a look at it because he said the, this Facebook group is doing the same thing as this podcast. They're trying to you know help people along the journey, and I started looking at it. And one of the things you mentioned there really jumped out at me. It was it was people people were there and they shared their entire journey, including the day they got their keys, and they share a picture of their keys, and uh, everybody just jumped on to congratulate them. And it's this really nice community feeling in the group. There's no, there's no, you know there's obviously a, a little bit of a little bit of banter and, and and a bit of complaining about the process, but for the most part, it's all just people gathering around to help each other. Uh, people will throw on their their niche questions that it's difficult to find a good, I suppose a good answer online using just simple human language. And you just get these people who have been through similar situations, offering their advice, or maybe even recommending a solicitor, recommending a, a surveyor, recommending a broker, whoever, whoever it is. Uh, and it's that community element just really jumps out. Um, and then, so the group now is over 6,000 people. I think last yeah. time I looked at, yeah, it's incredible for a Facebook group that's very focused on Ireland. And over the amount of time that you've had it, you've had it up there. What are the most common issues that you see people people putting on the group, or the most common questions that you see over and over again? Yeah, so a lot of people don't know where to begin. They don't really know how much they should be saving approved. Um, they don't know what the process entails. Like, when do you get a solicitor in? Do you have to get a surveyor? We always recommend you do because it's just really it's the biggest purchase you'll ever make in your life. So a surveyor is really important. Um, they don't know that evaluation might need to be done at some point. Um, they don't know how long the process takes. And in that case, there is no answer to that question, but yeah. they have some hope when they hear how, how long other people's process has taken. Um, there's a lot of people that lose hope, but they get it back when they see other people posting pictures of their keys. Um, there's a lot of people that have, uh, like they're going through the process alone and they end up getting their keys. And it's really nice to see that because they think at the start, they're not yeah. going to be able to, to get a mortgage or to get a house and you see them kind of going through their journey and it's really really nice at the end um but the most common thing is definitely like people just don't know what the process entails I don't think there really is a process and that is the problem <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so they just like to hear how other people have gotten on throughout the process and what to expect yeah and uh the um you mentioned when people share the success again, and I mentioned that there's this real nice community feeling, but when they put these posts on, some of them explain exactly what you said there. They actually say, I thought this day would never come, or a year ago we lost hope. Um, maybe they went through a situation where a sale fell through or they got declined, whatever. And uh, you can almost sense, not not just the, the, the excited tone, but you can almost sense the relief on their posts that you know yeah. they have their keys, they're in. Yeah. And uh, then what's the... Um, I suppose what's the the answer might might be a bit obvious. But what's your favorite part of? Because you're in this group every single day, uh, every every time yeah. you, you can help with an answer, you're jumping in, um, uh, or you're congratulating people, whatever it is. Uh, what's your favorite part of, of of this group? Like, what makes you go into this every single day and in, interact with the community that's there? Um, so seeing members who have been part of the group for a long time get their keys, like people that are just you know they really don't think it's going to happen and. Yeah. It does. Um, the community, like I, I did set up the group, but it would be nothing without the members taking the time to post about their journeys and help others along the way. And it's really, really nice to see people that have gotten their keys stay on and want to help other people. I just like I find that amazing. And um, like I am a community manager 
in my day job. Yeah. Um, so I carry through to the group. I don't have any affiliation with any property companies or anything. Um, so I think there's more of a sense of trust. Um, like people know I'm not selling them anything. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. they feel comfortable. It's a safe space for people. Uh, the two admins that I have helping me run it, Amy and Zara, they're great as well. Um, we really focus on the member requests and making sure that no one's trying to sneak in to sell stuff to the group members or anything. Um, so, yeah. It's great. And uh, for any anybody listening, I'm going to share the links to the groups in the in the show notes just so that they can go along. And if they're on the journey themselves, they can go in here. And I would say, no matter what your circumstances are, you're almost guaranteed to come across some questions that are relevant to you or some advice that's relevant to you. And if not, that's what it's there for. You can throw the question in and people will jump in and help out. So I'm going to link to the group and I'd recommend anybody who's listening to jump in and, and have a look and just ask any concerns you have. If, you, if you're if you confused on a part of the process, throw the question, question in here if you can't find a, a clear answer on Google. Um, and then, so given your own journey, uh, mm-hmm. which uh, sounds like it was a bit of a roller coaster uh, to get there, but give, given your own journey and then given everything you've seen on the group over the, over the last few years, if, if somebody tells you that they're, they've just decided to buy a house, they haven't done anything yet, uh, what's your biggest piece of advice uh, to, to that person or to that couple uh, to, to help them along their way? Yeah, so I'd say education is the best uh, advice I can give, like educate yourself on the process ahead of time so that you're armed with some information before you begin your journey. Um, meet, meet a broker or mortgage advisor in a bank to see what you need to be ahead of time so if yeah. you think okay next year I want to start looking at buying a house go go meet them now and say this is my situation what do you think I need to be doing to to get approved at this time um it's something that I wish we did before we got rejected so, <laughs> yeah. so we didn't have to go through that process I think it's really helpful for people um and then I'd say join the group and get support from other people in the same boat um like it's the the best advice you'll get is from other people going through the journey at the same time and, you know, feeling part of a group that understands exactly what yeah. you're going through. Nice. Um, yeah, it's uh, that talking to people at the very start. I'm uh, sorry, just sorry, sitting down with an advisor at the very start and telling them exactly your situation. Uh, that's a piece of advice we, we see over and over again. And I think um, in your situation, you obviously didn't do it at the start. We didn't do that till we were a few months in. Yeah. Um, so I think anybody who's been through the journey, uh, that's uh, it's definitely a standout piece of advice. I'm going to wrap it up there. Uh, and thank you very much for joining us today and giving us your time. And no. then I'm going to, as I said, link to your, your group in the show notes for anybody that wants to want, wants to jump along and uh, kind of get involved in there and try to get a bit of help along the journey. And uh, thank you very much and have a great day. No problem. Thanks, really. Well, that's the end of the interview with Chrissy. There are so many things which I loved about this story. Firstly, to get rejected so early in the process, but to double down and keep going shows a huge amount of courage and perseverance, something which a lot of us, definitely me, can learn from. Then second, so many of us just complain about how hard it is to buy in Ireland. And it is, it's really hard, I know firsthand. But Chrissy didn't accept that as just how it is. Instead, she started this group, which has turned out to be a thriving community, which helps people all over the country through the process and gets them to support where previously they may not have felt there was any. When my wife and I were going through the house buying journey, I would have loved to have a group like Chrissy's on hand for advice. And I really recommend you join and ask for that advice where you need it. 
Search for First Time Buyers Ireland on Facebook or click the link in the show notes. As a bonus, Chrissy has also started the First Time Buyers Ireland Instagram page, which is also linked. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Over the coming months, in addition to chatting with experts from the house buying journey, I'm also hoping to chat with more people on the journey themselves or who have recently completed it so that they can share their story and tips with you. If you did enjoy the episode, it would be great if you could leave us a review. It would be even better if you told a friend or family member who are on the house buying journey about the podcast so that they could have a listen too. If you have any questions you'd like us to get answered in a future episode, you can email podcast at gethousesurvey.ie and we'll do our best to get those answered for you. Otherwise, that's all we have for you and have a nice day.